the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Romans chapter 1, verses 10 through 15. I keep pleading that somehow by God's will I may now at last prosper and come to you. For I'm yearning to see you that I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish you. That is, that we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, by yours and mine. I want you to know, brethren, that many times I have planned and intended to come to you, though thus far I have been hindered and prevented, in order that I might have some fruit, some results of my labor among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles, both to Greeks and to barbarians, to the cultured and to the uncultured, both to the wise and the foolish. I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. So for my part, I am willing and eager, ready to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. As I pointed out to you many times, it's important for you to remember that what's being expressed here by Paul in this letter is the heart of the Father towards these Romans. We are seeing the passion of God towards his people. And Paul has yielded himself. He calls himself a bondservant, a literal slave of God. But he has yielded himself in every way to the work of God, to the passion of God, to the mind of God concerning all men. And that is what he's expressing in these letters. God has put his desires in Paul's heart. And Paul is owning them as his own. So when he speaks in first person singular, I want you to recognize God's voice in that. It is important to recognize that the source of all righteousness, of all holiness, and everything that could be reckoned good as a product of our union with Christ when it comes through us. This affirms our intimacy with God and it causes us to embrace the relationship Because we can see that his life flows freely and fully through us because we are yielded to him rather than seeing it as a part of our humanity and what we create and do, which tends to separate us in our emotions from the God who loves us. 
Look at verse 11. He says, For I am yearning to see you, that I may impart and share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen and establish you. And this is in present tense. So what he is saying is that I am continually yearning. This is ongoing. This yearning heart is the heart of God the Father for his children. I'm not talking about just the pages that I'm looking at. I'm talking about you. Your heavenly Father has a yearning, a literal passion to be a part, not just a part, but to be the expression of your very life. He doesn't sit back and look at you from afar. God, from the beginning of your life, has sought to grow and to establish you. Do you know that's his desire? You thought he was just waiting for you to get there, huh? No. You see, you don't grow on your own. The flower, apart from God's work and His Son and His reign and His protection from the insects and from the things that would lay waste to it, the flower would never bloom on its own. You don't recognize the power and the detail and the intensity and the hugeness of your God. Regarding nature, you probably don't recognize it regarding your life and every little individual happening in your life. This is all present tense. You know, I watched my children, uh, still watching them, as they begin to grow and get involved in school and they they started going to school. And the interesting thing is they went to school to establish and to grow in their education, to be instructed and to be established in their education. Well, this is kind of the same thing. The goal is the same. Now, when my children went to school, they didn't hand them a brain. They actually were already equipped. They were fully equipped to receive all that the school wanted to teach them and to be established in what they had been taught. This, this example is the truth of you. If God hasn't called you to something that you are intellectually or physically or, or spiritually incapable of apprehending. He has called you to something that He has determined, mind you, and focused, mind you, in bringing you along. Just as a mother is focused and determined in bringing her small child along in just the simple things of how to eat and, and, and to sleep at the right time and, and how to walk and how to take care of himself and all of these things, God is even more, even more so. For He has shaped every event of your life. He has allowed what He has allowed in your life to help you grow, to nurture you, to establish you. You know what it means to be established? You see stores that got in front of little signs, established. It says, you don't see that much anymore. You know, I think it's because most stores were, are being born overnight and closing the next day. But usually you see up there, or you may read on a, on a piece of letterhead, established in... And they're very proud of the fact that they have a history, that they began back here and yet they continue to grow to this point. 
God has established you in His Son. And His Son's working in you is recognized as not just a a thing that happened in time, but an eternal work. So that everything that has happened in your life and everything that will happen in your life, the progression of your life is shaped and molded in such a way that it affirms, that it establishes you in the truth of who you are. Paul wants these Christians to be established in the truth of who they are. These Romans were already Christians. And God was teaching them through His Spirit, even without Paul there. But Paul was going to be a part of that ongoing work. He wanted to be a part of that ongoing work to strengthen and to establish the children of God. Now the word impart means to share from what you have. You can't impart if you don't have something to impart. It means that you're sharing out of what God has already placed in you. And Paul is being prepared through his life experiences. Paul is being prepared through what he is going through, where he is at, to bring the revelation and insight to the people of God. In fact, it's kind of like food being made ready for consumption. And here's the truth. Right now, where you're at, God is preparing you. And the people around you and the circumstances around you are part of that preparation. And your life is to be a ministry where you take in the truth of God concerning the circumstances that He's allowed in your life. And through that experience, through the difficulties and the trials, through the things that you have experienced, it becomes food prepared by the hand of God in you for the people that you touch ready to be consumed. By the same token, they are being prepared to receive. And it just goes on and on and on. You see, we as the family of God, the body of Christ, we don't grow independently. We grow in concert with Him, with the head. He talks about imparting the truth to them. Spiritual strength has its source in Jesus It is actually given through the Spirit of God, and it's realized by faith. You know, we're not strengthened by what we know about Jesus. We are strengthened by appropriating His life through faith. That's how we're strengthened. Let's look at verse 12. He continues, That is, that we may be mutually strengthened and encouraged and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now look at what each other's faith does. Look what it does for the Christian. By each other's faith, he's not talking about programs. He is talking about life. And the life of Christ being expressed through each Christian in all manner of ways. What does it do? It encourages. It comforts. It strengthens. Now, a word to you. God has placed you in this fellowship to strengthen and establish you, to encourage and to comfort you. Not just by your pastor, but by the lives that are around you. By the people that are sitting around you. You can say to me, well, I don't need to come here to be strengthened and encouraged. I don't need to come here to be mutually comforted. I don't need to, you know, I can, God can do that with me anywhere. Yes, that is true, but that is not 
the truth. You are a sheep. You are being guided by a shepherd. And he decides where you feed. He decides where you are to lay down and rest. Even the timing of it. He decides where you are to be watered. It is his decision. Because only he knows what the best place is for you individually. This idea, this independence that I see floating around usually dissipates into no attendance to any, any congregation, no study, no commitment, floating about as it were as a freelance Christian. That is a satanic deception. I want you to understand that. I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor. That is the truth of the Word of God. He is guiding and directing you according to the need that you have within you. He has placed around you the teachers and the encouragement and the people that you need to grow. He has done that. You're not in charge of your spiritual maturation. He is. He is. Who has brought you as far as you are today? Who has brought you along? Did you grow yourself to this point? What you know of God, you know because He has revealed himself to you. It cannot be attributed to any man. Not to your preacher, not to your teacher, not to the book you read, not to the tape you've listened to. But it is God himself who has grown you, taught you, nurtured you, and brought you along. Do you dare declare to him that you will decide where you will eat, where you will feed, and at what time? I don't think that's right. You see, God is determined that you will be the sheep and that he will be the shepherd. And you know what? I like that arrangement. Don't you? Because I spent years trying to feed myself, even spiritually. I spent years trying to direct where I would go and what I would eat and what I would drink. And I can't tell you the briars that I rambled into, the dry holes that I walked up to, the misunderstandings, the deceptions, all of the things that I freely walked into because I was going to be the master of my spiritual maturity. We have a shepherd, and you are the sheep. He will lead you, and where he leads you, be faithful to his call, and you'll be strengthened in your faith. And you know to be strengthened in your faith is to be strengthened in your relationship with him. At the same time, as you are strengthened in that faith, as you grow in that relationship, you become the salt and light he has created you to be. Not only to the world, but to the brothers and sisters of the place where you attend or where you go or wherever he's called you. Let's look at verse 13. I want you to know, brethren, that many times I have planned and intended to come to you. Though thus far I have been hindered and prevented, in order that I may have some fruit, some results of my labor among you, as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. Now, it's important that the Christians, the Roman Christians that he's speaking to in this letter, know that they were not just a newfound interest for Paul. That Paul has had them in his heart for a long time. That he had literally planned and intended to come to them. But God had allowed for him to be hindered in his plan. Now, this is an encouraging word. It is to me. 
Because you see, I, I kind of like to think that I am so smart that I can make my plans, that I can put everything together for myself, and I want to call God into it and ask Him to bless all of my good planning, rather than saying, Thy will be done. Here's the reality of it. Paul had one thing in his heart. That was to know him and to be completely yielded and obedient to the will of God. Never stopped him from making plans. I don't say there's anything wrong with making plans. But he committed every plan unto the Lord. And he took it for granted. There was some presumption here. He presumed that God would stop him if he needed to be stopped. That God's timing was perfect. Now, many people say, well, it was Satan that hindered him. Okay, well, let's follow that thought through, okay? God wanted him in Rome, but Satan hindered him. Who's the powerful one here? Who's God? Satan doesn't hinder anybody that God's putting forward. If you're hindered by the enemy, it's not because God has lost the battle. It's because God has allowed the enemy to hinder you. Because Satan is a defeated foe. He is a created being. He does not have the power of God. He cannot match himself to God. He exists by the word of God's power. He could be totally destroyed and cease to exist by the mere thought of God. There's no equal struggle going on here. God uses the enemy to put forward his own plan. How many of you have come to Christ because of the harassment of the enemy? How many of you have walked into truth because of the harassment of the enemy? How many of you are willing to yield your lives who are walking in a determined path of yieldedness and complete faith in God because the enemy has pushed you there? Don't believe for a second that Paul was missing out on God's intention for him. It's not what he's saying at all. I want you to know that he was hindered because God allowed him to be hindered. Paul had intended, he had it in his heart to go for a long time. But God allowed him to be hindered. I think the encouraging thing is that God has not left the planning to the sheep. I'm glad of that. Because I'll just share something with you. My planning isn't that good. How about yours? Proverbs 19.21 says, Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. So I say, let's be done with all this and say, thy will be done. I want your purpose, Lord. I don't care how clearly I can see the need. That's not it. I'm not God. I will yield all that I see and plan to Him. You see, God has a timetable for everything. Every event in your life has been incorporated into the plan of God. And it will come about at the time when you can receive the greatest revelation, the great, when you have the greatest opportunity to know all that He has and is to you, has for you and is to you. There's no accidents here. There's purpose in the timing. You see, Paul would eventually go to Rome. He would go to Rome as a prisoner under guard, and he would be quartered 
in the midst of, of Caesar's household. Yeah. And in this strategic place, he would be allowed to minister not only to these Christians in Rome, but also to Caesar's entire household, and all at the expense of the Roman government. Now, whose plan was better? God's was. God was preparing the way and the word in Paul while preparing the Roman hearts to receive. You see, the reason for the delay was that it was all in the plan and purpose of God. No time is wasted in the life of the Christian. God was preparing the way and the word in Paul. He says that I might obtain some fruit. And you know, fruit is the work of the Spirit. And we were created to bear fruit. That's what a branch does. That's the nature of a branch. John fifteen sixteen says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed you, I have planted you, that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain, abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. In other words, your very will and desire will enter into the will and desire of the Father and all that he, is, he plans to prosper, you will already participate in. You know, if we're going to live in harmony with what we were created to be, then we have to yield to the life of the vine, the vine being Jesus, the illustration that he used in John 15. That life in us will manifest its fruit. You know, fruit reveals the nature of the life in the branch. Fruit reveals the nature of the life that flows in the branch. And Paul was anxious to see these branches bearing the fruit of the vine, capital V. Move on to verse 14. He says, Both to Greeks and to barbarians, to the cultured and to the uncultured, both to the wise and to the foolish, I have an obligation to discharge, a duty to perform, a debt to pay. I like this, both to the Greek and to barbarians. You know, in this, in this verse, Paul has covered every man, the wise and the simple and foolish, the weak and the strong, the intellectual and the simple. The gospel is for anyone who will receive. We think we need the right approach to come into him. We need the right approach to have fellowship with him. We need the right condition, the right mood. We need to understand the right doctrine. But everyone who calls upon the Lord will be saved. Romans 10.13 For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. No one is too weak to call out, are you? You want to draw near? You want to know him where you're at right now? There's only one requirement here. That you call out. He didn't say get it all together and call out. He said call out. Once you call out to him, you recognize, first, if you're lost, that he is your Savior. He will reveal that to you. Second, if you're a Christian, that he is your salvation for today and every moment of your life thereafter. That you need him as a fish needs water, as your lungs crave air. You need him. No one is too weak to call. Paul says he has a debt to all men. And the debt that Paul owed was not to repay God, for there was no, no way to repay the sacrifice of our, of our Lord. The debt and the calling, I want you to hear this, the debt and the calling upon Paul's life as a servant of God are the same. They're exactly the same. 
It's not about repaying God, but it's about living out the call of God. Now, Paul was born again as a new creation, created for the expression of Christ's life. And he is under obligation to express that life as a child of God and express it in the way that God has called him. Express it in the way that God has called him to. Now, to illustrate that, look at the apple tree. The apple tree is called to create apples. Okay? So in the calling, literally, the identity and the truth is established in you. As you were called to be a child of God, the identity of you and the truth of you was established. So the apple tree is called to create apples. The tree is in debt to its creator to respond and act in accordance with its nature. That's your debt. Producing fruit is its natural function and the fulfillment of its creation. It's not unnatural. It's not asking the tree to be something it is not. But the debt that the tree owes is the expression of its own nature. You are a new creation in Christ. There is a call upon your life. It is your obligation to yield to that new creation and live out the calling of God. That's not striving, but it is living in accordance to the new nature. And it is how we are called to live. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.